Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I'm the proud owner of a new car that I don't have. So, <laughs> Wait, what? Did you order a car? Basically, yeah. Uh, they're so rare. Uh, plugins are so rare in California that um, because of the rebates, you just have to wait months and months and months. And uh, they don't know when they're going to get them and all this stuff. So we found out we're gonna they're going to get one next week. They called us because we've been waiting. So we ran down there and we paid for some uh, absurd amount of money for something I haven't even looked at. So this is an electric car? Uh, par- uh, partially, yeah. It's a hybrid. Oh, okay. Plug-in hybrid. So your first 32 miles are free. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what my brother's new car is like. Yeah. Like the first 32 miles is all electric, and then it dips into the gas. Probably a good call considering gas is like six and a half dollars now yeah, in San yeah. Diego. Yeah. What's up with that? For sure. Uh, it's getting pretty wild out here. Never seen it that high. Yeah. Uh, and Canadians, I saw they were posting $5 or $4, $4 but they're paying per liter. Mm. That, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> per liter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, a lot more of loonies. On, more on that when uh, when I get it. <laughs> that sure is. Uh, for those wondering, we got the uh, plug-in Sorento Hybrid SX. It's fucking nice. Mm. Uh, Sorento. Yeah. It's, uh, my my parents have the the older version of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that car. They uh, basically what happened was like she has a Kia now, but it's just too small. Constantly, people come to San Diego. They stay with us, and then we go to Mexico. But our cars is not big enough, you know, to like mm-hmm. take everybody comfortably and the luggage if we're going to stay and stuff. And this is something that happens multiple times a year. So, fuck it, you know, we're basically spending more money for other people. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah, it'll be a good car though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, video games and yeah. video games. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of electric. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about nice some video <laughs> games. Uh, let's, let's move to On the Radar, games that have come to our attention recently. I'll start it off with Buccaneers. Actually, no, I'm going to start it off with Conan Chop Chop. I'm going to call an audible here, switching it up last minute. Conan Chop Chop is a game that, if, if you guys remember, it came out, or it was part of like some sort of April Fool's joke or something. I, I can't remember what exactly, Yeah, but it was all these fake trailers for games were released and Conan Chop Chop was one of the games and everybody was like a little disappointed that it ended up being a fake trailer because the game looked pretty good. It was this very cute, cutely animated, um, roguelike hack and slash kind of like castle crashers, I guess you could say. Yeah. Co-op. Yeah. Yeah. Co-op game. So because there was such a positive response to it, they're like, okay, let's actually turn this into a game. And I forgot about it for like, I don't know, two years, whenever this happened. I forgot it till today. Yeah. And apparently (laughs) it just came out March 1st, Conan Chop Shop. It's on Steam and it is... Uh, they got a demo, but it is 15 bucks on sale for 1350. So nice not to have to do a little conversion there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, yeah, it's out. And not a lot of people pick this up and the reviews are like, yeah, they're, they're okay. 75% out of 150 reviews on steam. I read the, um, I read the, some of the reviews. It seems to be all technical and mm-hmm. that it'll be stellar or very good once, um, uh, a couple patches come out basically is what what most of them said uh, yeah. from what I was reading. Um, and then I watched a little bit of gameplay and there, it's more than just us, you know, 
uh, Castle Crashers. I don't think there was too many mechanics, right? Wasn't it just hack and slash, basically? Yeah, Castle Crashers, um, oh, each knight up. had yeah. a different uh, like set of skills. Power. Yeah, and then you get different weapons that do yeah. different things. Okay, so, so same here. Um, and, and it has a roguelike mechanic. So you, just like um, you know other roguelikes, you unlock things that are available on your next run. You don't get them that run and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. Uh, there's a parry mechanic. Uh, you know, timing your 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 block, and you know, gets them dizzy, stuff like that. And everybody, all the different ability, all the different characters have different, slightly different abilities, different dashes, different parries, different mm-hmm. um, uh, special moves. And then there's modifiers. You can pick up like um, emblems or something, some some sort of metal or something, and it changes the way your character works. So I saw instead of just swinging a sword, it turned the sword into a boomerang. So he was throwing that around, and then they stack on top of each other too. I think you could have different ones. So he had another one that was, where it was flying around him. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot going on. It's not just you know a beat him up. That's cool. Yeah, and it's cute as hell. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the uh, cyanide and happiness art. The way they draw. That's mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Little stick figures. Yeah, it like does. that. It actually, now that you say that, it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, for 15 bucks, I don't know. I may check it out eventually. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like that it's online co-op, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Hopefully just... we do get those patches. Yeah, and I really like Castle Crashers, and I was really surprised that they never made a sequel to that game. I or did. I think they did. Did there they? was a Castle Crashers, too. Really? I want to say. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. If only we had someone to look this up. Jeez. <laughs> All the way but, up in Canada. Uh, and we're looking yeah. for a new uh, sniper. If uh, you're a sniper. <laughs> uh, but I think a lot of people forgot, uh, or if you're like kind of a new gamer, you may not re- uh, know like how much of an impact that game had, Castle Crashers. That was like, that That was really like the big game of, Xbox was doing this new thing, the, the game store, some sort of shop thing on the console. And it was kind of when they started moving towards, like, let's get away Digital, from these. Well, yeah, selling it digitally through the platform, but also, like, let's just sell these smaller, like, kind of oh, indie yeah. games for mm. real cheap instead of, like, everything big AAA. And um, it, was a, it was a huge deal. And I remember playing it on Xbox long before I ever played it on PC, but really enjoyed that game. This one and uh, that one and Geometry Wars was the other breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. the, that was on PlayStation, wasn't it? No, that was a Xbox. That was Xbox too. Pretty okay. sure. I remember I think, Geometry Wars, yeah, on PlayStation. I think yeah. wasn't it, it wasn't when just PlayStation? I think it was both. Oh, sorry. I think it was. Uh, wasn't it when they started switching from Game Informer giving out the demos and CDs to like trying to do that kind of concept, but with the game store and Xbox? Because mm-hmm. I thought I remember first having like a demo of Castle Crashers on a- Xbox and was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And then I had to buy it. Yeah, because I also too played a lot of Castle Crashers on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anybody is Nick low for you guys? He sounds pretty. Uh, low, yeah, Nick, you do sound a little bit, qu- a little quiet. Is it better now? Yeah, there you that. go. You gotta kiss go. that mic, buddy. Yeah, yeah. mic too far away. But yeah, yeah. So this looks—I mean, it, it looks very similar to Cash, Castle uh, Crashers, and uh, kind of excited to check it out because of that. Now, Castle Crashers is the only game I've ever had an issue with as far as the uh, Steam Cloud Sync goes. Mm-hmm. The only uh, time I've ever lost a save in Steam Cloud was uh, with Castle Crashers. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm hearing. Read a headline about Elden Ring having some Steam Cloud issues. 
Oh um, yeah. Now my, my buddy just lost about 11 levels worth of progress. Oh my God. That's a game you don't want that to yeah. happen in. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. yeah. As someone who's playing right now and like to get a level right now is like a solid hour of grinding. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. It's rage uh, but Bobby, is a nice time to plug that. Um, what is it? Not that we have. Oh, anything. Game Save Manager. I don't even know if that's still around anymore. What's it called? Game Save Manager. Yeah, Game Save Manager. Yeah, I mean that would just manually back up uh, games. Yeah, let's see if that's still around. I used to use that program all the time, but really with the cloud sync, it never. I, I reached a point where I just never needed to do it. But if you want to locally, yeah, it looks like it's still out there. I guess they're still up updating it. September 2021 was their last update. It'll locally save all your saved games. Yeah. So, games. Nick, you might want to do that just for as an insurance, you know? Yeah. Um, Excuse me. I bought it on PlayStation. My oh. shit works, son. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. You're off but the yeah, podcast. no, I did buy it on PlayStation. But it, it, actually, it also has cloud saves as well, which is nice. Here's a cardboard box. Put all your stuff in it. You're fired. Oh, oh. not again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have a theme this week, for at least for a couple of these games. Uh, Demolition. Um, two games that are kind of similar, not completely. Uh, the first one is Instruments of Destruction. It's a physics game. It reminded me of Siege. Um, in Siege, you make a Siege... Oh, vehicle and then you go to levels like tear down this castle and then it's all a physics game you know if if your siege weapon won't even stay together you're not going to knock down this wall mm -hmm. you know and so it's like a, a bit of an engineering game um this one is that but it doesn't seem like it has levels it seems like it's um uh just like complete sandbox uh you just you know knock down buildings with these crazy uh contraptions that you put together and um you know there's some pretty gnarly ones that they're they're building here there's like this guy makes it like just like a cube there's like snake ones all kinds of shit you could be trying the, of course the fucking trailer always makes it make look super cool and it doesn't make show you the hours and hours that goes into making something like that work mm -hmm. but i remember when i uh, when i was playing siege uh jp diddy saw it he started playing it and he just played in free play the entire time. He didn't play the campaign at all. And he was making these, he's an engineer, right? And so he was making all kinds of crazy. He made a, I believe he made a, a, a quadricopter. And I don't even think that you're supposed to have like fucking flying machines in that game. And he made a, like a semi-functional quadricopter, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. But so like a game like this, that's all sandbox, probably a little more up his alley. Uh, but I thought it looked cool. And their theme song or the the song that they have for like selling it pretty good started off like a rap song and then goes into this like poppy thing and they're actually singing about everything that's happening on screen i was like this is really well produced you don't see that very often so extra credit for your is that in the trailer yeah it's in the second one the, the second, second video. trailer the second that's video cool. yeah turn okay. it, turn it reminds up me of that game Do you guys remember silence boy sorry sorry are you ready Start playing with physics, eradication, no pre-game gimmicks. We'll come enjoy the satisfying sensation, the forceful structure, annihilation. Islands, horrid shanty towns, concrete and steel, let's tear it all down. Let alone ancient ruins, just let them stand tall. Historically important, so they better not fall. I see some 
Do you like the electric Yo, bass? Every <laughs> trailer needs to be like that. Dude, that was yeah. pretty good. And yeah. you, we didn't even get to the breakdown. Like, it changes to a, a poppy song right about oh, there. I thought you were going to anyway. tell me it changes to, like, weird science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Nick. I only cut you off because it was it was starting. We oh, no, no, yeah, I didn't realize it was starting. My bad. Uh, this reminds me of that game. Like, we first started playing, like, PC games together again, like, after a long-ass time. And you were like, we're playing this game for the podcast. And it was like a game where you build carts out of cubes. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you made the Dickinator. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Robo. Yeah, because like, the, the whole point was that like the way your, your, your car's health was, was how many cubes was left on your car. Yeah. <laughs> like all mm-hmm. my cubes were on the top of my car and nobody could yeah. hit it. Well, it was like a big battle. Like two sides would build their machines or they'd bring their machines into the game and then they just run at each other and just collide. And it was kind of like whoever was left standing. So you're trying to build something that would stay together really well, but also do a lot of damage. I can't remember the name of that. Ro- game. I think Robo was in the name. Yeah. That Robo build right. or Robo something. Yeah. I'm going to have to look. Yeah, well, I remember that because we were at the time having a screenshot contest. We got to do another one of those. Ooh. That was fun. I think it, also, yeah, maybe it was RoboQuest, but we were having a no. screenshot. No, it wasn't RoboQuest. That, yeah. That's that other game you're talking about. Yeah, I like that game. Um, but Nick submitted the one of his uh, Dildozer. Dildozer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there we go. <laughs> the Dildozer. Uh, Let me, uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look in my library and see if I can find it. Okay. In case you were wondering who is the first one, like when you, when, you, when there's a game, there's the whole thing, the whole meme, the TTP, right? Time to penis. Uh, if you're wondering who's the, that, it's guys like Nick. Nick is the guy making the penises out there. It's, every time. It's, it's every time. He's every got time. the book of dicks. <laughs> His treasure chest of dicks. Treasure chest of dicks. <laughs> Real Jonah Hill over here. <laughs> I, I do want to. Uh, I want to talk about this just because I, it, I, it was advertised and it just popped in my head a long time ago, and I've never seen it implemented in War in EverQuest Two. They were talking about this like technology where um, the video camera would be on you, right? You're you're like whatever your camera, mm-hmm. and it would be tracking you facially, and then it would put that the your emotions onto your onto the character. Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Citizen has that. Oh, it does have that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how well it works, but yeah, it does have that. And then I was just thinking, like when you watch most streamers and stuff, like. M- and most gamers, I, th- I feel like they're just fucking dead faced. Isn't are most oh. people mm-hmm. like you spend all this money on this? Fucking yeah, technology. I don't know. Most people get like when they're especially when they're really concentrating on a game, you kind of get that lifeless gaze, that thousand yards. Yeah, stare. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Some people are better at, at controlling it than others. I am not. <laughs> I cannot <Okay>. stream, man. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to bring this back to uh the greatest news story of all time, but the game is called the Robocraft. Robocraft, yeah. And it's not, and it's, okay, so I want to go go to the store page, please. Okay. And I want you to see how much this game has evolved. Oh, shit. It's a lot of DLC. It's free. There's a lot of DLC. Oh, wow. Well, that looks like some hardcore combat there. They got guns now. No, but dude, they were just made out of boxes before, right, Nick? Yeah, now they have, they have hexagons and triangle prisms and all this kind of shit. Like, the different oh, the wow. different shapes, it's no longer just boxes. 
Uh, I mean, they are, but they're just a lot smaller. Uh, like they so. officially released so in 2017. Okay. And it's yeah. still got support. I'm trying to see what the how many players are playing this thing. Uh, Nick will tell you. Uh, Bobby will tell you right now. Let's see. 335. That's uh, not nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's some people. That's not bad for a game. Like people this. own this game. Yeah. <laughs> DL gaming bump, dude. Well, it was a great it idea, a though. It was like game, though. basically yeah, a great idea. play with Legos, build something cool, and then just uh, throw Smash it them into battle. your friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Destruction Derby. Uh, the other, <laughs> wow, we went on an eight tangents there. Um, the other Disco- destruction game is Teardown. And this is uh, a breakout hit this week on Steam. Um, I had seen them uh, talk about this a long time ago when it was just a concept. Uh, I, I believe it was a Kickstarter. And it just smashed on Kickstarter because the concept is so cool. So hmm. basically it's a heist game. And um, you get an indefinite amount of time before the heist to destruct the the place however you like. So you can basically blow things up, move things around. Um, you know, you have vehicles to do this. You have explosives. You have um, small things like hammers and axes and stuff like that. Um, and what you have to do is get from point A to point B. So you steal the MacGuffin, whatever it is, and you have to get it to the exit point in a certain amount of time. But it's impossible the way the environment currently is. So you go in there and you modify it by destroying things to make a direct route. You know what I mean? So um, obviously you break holes in walls so you can run through walls instead of going around. Obviously things like that. But also like knocking down a telephone pole in the right area to make a la- a bridge between two buildings would be a way to like make something out of destroying something. Uh, it's a great concept. Um, good for anger, says somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> One of the best piece, uh, steam purchases of my life is another review. Building go boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably a pickup for me. Yeah, 16 bucks, uh, overwhelmingly positive, um, 33,000 uh, reviews. Those are solid numbers, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like a good yeah, heist they, game. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they got the final part of their campaign, like their like in-game like campaign uh, done December 2nd of last year. So now is the time to buy it because the, game, the full game is out. So this game is only single player, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Oh well. This does look familiar. I think I remember seeing seeing marketing for this. Before. Yeah, I put it on here when it was on the Kickstarter version. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Okay. Level. Hey, cool. So good for them. Tear Great. Down. Don't you love when you see like an idea like come to fruition and then success? It's fucking great. Love <sighs> to see it. You know what's also pretty fucking great? Uh, I tried this game, Vengeful Rights, on VR because VR is still is life really fucking great. <laughs> I have to be careful though. I was saying I don't know if it's from uh, you know any of the hallucinogens from my past or just uh, going too deep down VR, but I don't I don't know. I feel like it's a little too strong and can fuck with your reality. So mm. you got to be careful. Do it in small doses. But this game is pretty fantastic. I feel like. Um, I almost feel like I'm in Harry Potter and, and Lord of the Rings at the same time because you are focused on you're like a mage and you also do have a sword and shield, but your shield, you can see the shield in that video right there, that golden shield. Um, you fight 
creatures and navigate through this like fantasy world uh, that reminds me of like Lord of the Rings. But you definitely have all these different spells that you can use. And there's different movements. One of the things that I love so much about a lot of these VR games is they're really there's a lot of little details of how you can do things like that <gasps> shield, for example, you would access that that's the spell that you want and then you have to flick your wrist a certain way to activate the spell and then with fire you have to like make a certain motion to do it and so i like that they have all those little elements in a lot of vr games where it's like little details like that and i even saw that in like the wanderer where like i said you were pressing the button of the watch and like you'd have to hold on to a tool and then rotate a thing onto it like i love that they're really interactive like that you know because it really increases the immersion and i feel that way with this game as well for sure and if they didn't do that, it'd be like a, a huge loss. Like, why wouldn't you do that and and, and make the game more fun or, or at least interesting at the very least, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, you could, you could push a button to cast a spell or you could do a sign in the air and cast a spell. How, which one is cooler? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so so far I like the demo of this. I'm kind of curious. That's why it's on my radar. I played, uh, played just a little bit of the demo, went through, fought a... Fought a little gnome-looking dude like that guy right there, and it's cool because you can parry and and you know actually fight with a sword as well and block and and so it, to me the combat feels pretty solid and you know depending on your form like changes how hard you hit this uh, enemy and stuff and so I think I like those little details that are in this game and I'm kind of curious to see how this game progresses and how it's like how it's received when it's released, you know? Oh, it's in early access or yeah. And they just have the demo. Um, oh, that's the only it, thing. For, that's yeah. Early. So that's the only thing. Cause I just played that, but I, like I said, I'm curious when this gets released, what the reception will be, because I do feel like in VR, there are quite a few games that are like this, you yeah. know, the fantasy world kind of games with um, magic and, and fighting. And so I'm kind of curious to see which one is going to be the best one, but this one so far is good and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where it goes, but. And no price on this yet, right? Oh, oh no, no, it bucks. is out. That's okay. Yeah, all right, it's out. Yeah. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's not bad for a, a VR game. 20 no. bucks. It's actually on the cheap end. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The graphics totally remind me of like early World of Warcraft, like, yeah, like maybe <laughs> ten years ago, like that, and and this goblin down here, like that's totally wow, right there, yeah. All right, a little bit of wow, a little bit of Elder Scrolls Morrowind. So you know, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other game I want to talk about is Buccaneers. Buccaneers is an upcoming game that is. Uh, I thought I was going to see. It didn't. <laughs> Held it in. Okay. <laughs> uh, Buccaneers is a pirate game um, that reminds me of Black Wake. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Black Wake. That was a game that I stumbled across one night and ended up staying up on a work night till like three in the morning playing because it was just so good. But it's pirate combat. You and a bunch of your buddies jump on a pirate ship and you go battle other people on a pirate ship. I mean, I guess kind of like uh, Sea of Thieves too, but um, Black Wake was more focused on the combat. Uh, it looks like Buccaneers, there's other things to do as well. Um Bobby, it seems like you really want to be a pirate man. You I enjoy pirate you? games. I just think there's not enough out there. So, uh, do you, I, I feel like, what do you guys think Bobby's job would be on a pirate ship? On a pirate like, ship? Is he, is he logistics guy? Like, is he just like, we have like 40 cannonballs left? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'd do on a pirate ship. 
I, w- I would not want to be a pirate. I'll tell you that on a pirate ship. I mean, they had a lifespan of like 32 years. You look up any pirate in history, like they did not live very long. <laughs> Fast and furious. That's all they yep. needed to live. Um, but yeah, this game also is in VR. And if you look at it, it looks like a VR game. Now it's not strictly in VR. You can play it without a VR kit, but, uh, it does support, does support VR, but that'd be pretty cool. It's got that kind of voxel based graphic style, um, that we, you see a lot in VR. I feel like, Hey, uh, Bobby, go back one, one thing is, do am I seeing a map in the water? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Go back. In the water. The one that you were just, the one in the docks. Okay. That one right there. Is that oh, a yeah. map in the water? Oh, maybe. Yeah. That that, what what an interesting like. way to like do the UI, huh? If that's what mm-hmm. they did. That's cool. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this game does not have a price yet. It's coming out March 7th, very soon here. So it's a VR game. It'll probably be not that cheap, but something to keep an eye on there. Yeah. Uh, it, this got me curious, though. Like, whatever happened to Blackwake? How's that game doing now? So I looked it up, and afor- unfortunately, the game is just pretty much abandoned. Now, when I played it, it was in early access, and it needed a lot of work. It was just, I think it was built on the Unity engine, and it was just really clunky. The hand-to-hand combat was terrible. Um, it just, it, it needed a lot of work. And I imagine, like, it, it got patches and stuff, but I don't think it ever really got where it needed to be because there's very few people playing it. Today's peak was 60 and you need, I mean, you need like 40 people in a game or something like that, Mm -hmm. or like 20 to 30 at least to have a good versus match going with this game. But I'm so glad that I, I played this game at the peak of its popularity. Like it was so much fun just for a few nights there. (laughs) Yeah. People were crazy. Remember the, Sorry. Do you guys remember the fact that fucking the guys that make that made Ark made a pirate game? What pirate game was that? Atlas. Uh, Atlas. Oh yes. yeah. And then it failed miserably. Dude, yeah. they had the craziest trailer ever. I was like, is this the greatest thing ever made? It had dragons yeah. and pirates and fucking krakens and fucking all kinds of shit. And so, oh yeah, I remember. This. Apparently, it's still pretty decent for the role playing servers. Mm. Um, so like the following that kind of sticks with that tend to be the role playing people um, that are making content with that. Mm. We just but, found out that Days is like a role playing server <laughs> admin. <laughs> no, but Actually, no, guys, the game's great. No, but I, still alive. I mean, there's 1,500 people playing the game right now, so that's not yeah, too bad. And and like I said, but I only know this because uh, like I follow like the No Pixel and a lot of the stuff on 5M because I was uh, doing role playing with Grand Theft Auto for a minute mm-hmm. and almost got into Arc. And like I, I know a few people that do participate in a lot of the role-playing community and this is one of the games that they still play to this Uh, day but it's a role-playing server yeah it's probably a great backdrop for your role-playing game right Mm -hmm. you guys didn't write a story so we're gonna make our own or whatever well that's and that's why in a way role-playing in arc is pretty big too and pretty fun as well and so you'll get a lot of that but it's a lot of it's the ability to allow people to mod you know and so when you open that up you're really opening up the doors for role-playing communities to thrive because it's in it's through those mods that these people can create kind of these amazing stories and storylines and stick with it and role play and create that content. People and shit on it different. so much for like, do they? no, no, because of the, like the, um, the trailer and then the reality. Oh, it was one of those oh, things. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is one of the biggest, um, what do you call it? Flops. Uh, almost in, in that regard. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt that way about Arc, honestly. Like the screenshots and the videos that they have on their Steam page. When I actually played the game, it just didn't look as good in motion. I guess mm. I don't know. I've been deceived by screenshots before. Like a game can look really good in a screenshot, but then when you actually put it in motion or actually play the game, there's just something something about it. Who named that? Good. You pulled that out of your ass. That's a great. I Dude, I love Ark. I could have been sitting here a, a, little... a thousand years. I wouldn't have said Atlas. I forgot the name of it completely. <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys ever seen? So this is kind of like a little bit of a tangent that you mentioned as far as like role playing goes and like things that keep things alive. So do you guys remember how um, WoW created the classic servers because role players were keeping those old servers alive and Ro- taking out like. Blizzard's like we want. That I didn't money. know they were role players. I thought they were just people who really liked the vanilla. Wow. Um, essentially, the, uh, the majority of them were role players, and mm. that's how they got. That's how they got like a. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, um, there's a there's a YouTube series that if you guys like to see some of the most interesting like parts of like role playing and things like that, there's this guy who proceeds to get the hardest mount in all of WoW Classic, and it's the Scarab Lord mount uh, on a role-playing server be, be, uh, in, like, a limited amount of time, and it's so good. Like, and his name is Barney64. I would definitely recommend watching it because <laughs> people legit are role-playing with him, and he's not a role-player whatsoever, and he's, like, trying to get into it, and it's pretty funny. Uh, so is it, like, of uh, like a synopsis of, like, or you're watching the whole thing of him getting it, or is no? It, you're not watching like the eleven like yeah. weeks of play time. No, he's it's like edited down highlights and everything. Like he's like telling you gotcha. the most important parts and stuff wow. like that. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's across eighteen is he trolling? videos. Is he trolling them though? Not really. I mean, don't you get kicked out if you if you're trolling in a role playing server? I, I feel like you're going to get kicked out pretty quick. It depends which one. Some of the role playing servers and people are like really strict. Like I remember when I did role playing on Grand Theft Auto, you had to apply and get interviewed and create like almost a resume and like the direction you were going with the character. It was intense. Like it's like a full job almost. But some of them are kind of like whatever. Like, and so I mean, it just depends on the community and the actual server that you're going into. You know, because a lot of these games, people can just buy servers. So. It's oh, really yeah. whatever they want, you know, right? And so because of that freedom and competition, you can get all kinds of little worlds inside of the servers. Uh, Days, were you able to listen to Critical Role or you didn't listen to it? No, I'm going to do that this week. I mean, I'm not pushing you. I'm just curious what you're Oh, no, do. I'm excited. Emilio so, sent me a, yeah, a, like a, a link to an Elder Scrolls Critical Role kind of mashup. And so I'm looking forward to listening to that this week because I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and audiobooks during work. That's such a perk. It is nice. Um, So uh, Critical Role, since all of them do video game voice acting and they all play video games and they're all nerds and stuff, um, they when a a big game comes out, they will do um, a one shot a lot of times, just like one episode or two. Um, In this case, they did a three parter on in the Elder Scrolls universe. And since that's her shit, I was like, hey, here's this thing. But uh, Nick, they also did a Elden Ring one shot. That hasn't posted yet, but I'll send it over to you when as soon as it's out. Uh, but yeah, usually the one shots are pretty good. Oh, Doom Eternal, probably when that came out, they mm-hmm. did a one shot. It was interesting because they were the bad guys, and then uh, they were going up against Doom guy, 
and they all got slaughtered, I think. Mm. <laughs> Spoilers. But yeah, th- <laughs> three hours of them getting fucking... <laughs> Yeah, because uh, the, the, the synopsis of the game. Yeah, the, the, they're <laughs> basically the spoiler warning at the end. The spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt's really good at like fucking putting, um, uh, adjusting the names and the rules to the D and D universe. You know, so basically he gave Doom Guy all these legendary actions, which are like the extra turns. He's like, well, sorry, you got grappled by the fucking grappling hook, and he pulled you toward you or whatever. He's like, oh fuck. Anyway, it was it, that was a fun one. Um, to see them as the enemies. Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, are we on Heavenly Bodies? That's fine for yep. me. Uh, so Heavenly Bodies is a fumble core game. Uh, you play an astronaut that is um, kind of doing a spacewalk. And it's up to you to get certain items into other areas. And, you know, it's when I was seeing the control scheme, it just 100% reminded me of... Um, Aquadad, uh, Octodad, Octodad. Uh, so, uh, you know, each limb has its own gripper. So um, if you've never played a, a fumble core game, they're hard to control on purpose. And it usually leads to, to some frustration and some hilarity. Um, this is a split screen co-op. If I remember right, right Bobby, you could do split screen co-op on uh, remote play, right? On Steam? Uh, yeah, and they'll list that on the Steam page yeah. here. Uh, yeah, remote play together. Yeah, so there you go. Um, uh, this seems like a good two-player, have some laughs, and uh, <laughs> try to get... try to. When you say, like, what are you trying to do? Oh, you're trying to get this thing over there. You're like, oh, yeah, it's fucking easy. No, it's not easy when, <laughs> when you're, you got to make sure you're holding onto the ship at the whole time, and you're made out of fucking Gumby. Yeah. It's funny, right? I just I loved watching the two guys. Like the one guy opened up the hatch and almost flew <laughs> out, and the other guy caught him. And all it reminded me of is when Emilio, you and I went out into that riptide in the mm. ocean, dude. And you're like, "Here, grab my hand." It <laughs> <laughs> looks like a almost, fun time, dude. Man, imagine your life being saved by Emilio. Boy. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> I almost, I I almost killed Days on top of that because she no, she's you like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm not so good, doing so good." She's like, "Come here, man. I'll help you." And then I used her for, as a buoy and kicked off of her to save my own life. That's basically what I did. Yeah, he pulled me in just as a wave smashed into my face. Days <laughs> <laughs> is like, "Workers comp, workers comp." No, no. But I went out good. there to warn her that she shouldn't be that far out in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so he tides. saved me. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like this, you know what I mean? You save each other through hilarious moments of stupidity. Yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> this looks very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game looks like it's totally two dimensional. Yeah. It's in a 3d. I mean, space. It, yeah. It's like yeah. 2.5d. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. in a 3d space, but you're only moving on a two dimensional plane. Yeah. Could be fun. It's, you know, after I played Octodad, I was like, all right, I'm done with fumble core. You know, it's, it's, you're never going to top that, but I, the co-op in this could be, could be different. Fun. Oh, but then Octodad was like eight player co-op, right? Cause each person was a limb. Yeah. If you yeah, wanted you to, you could, um, you could do it like two player co-op where one person controlled the right side of the body and yeah. the left, or one person controlled the arms, the other, the legs. Yeah. Um, uh, but this has great views too, overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Pretty good. Price <gasps> is 20 bucks on sale for 15, $15. Not bad. Yeah, it looks nice too. Like there's such a diversity of things that you've got to do and and be doing. So that looks very fun. 
and very hilarious with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This may be a game that I buy. I buy. Like, this seems like a one-nighter game or like yeah. you know, every Tuesday you play with your wife or something for like an hour if you love each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I might, buy, I might pick this up. And, and when somebody might say, like, 15 bucks for a game you're only going to play once. What if you were going to go to the movies instead? You'd pay $40 in at minimum, you know? So for the same amount of time or whatever. So Or you just play with a different person, and then it's funny watching them experience it for the first time and could end up bringing it back. But what if your lover gets you? jealous that you were playing with somebody else? That's oh, well, get a new fucking lover. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, it, nobody got time for that kind of jealousy. <laughs> um Something that has nothing to do with jealousy and certainly is not funny uh, <laughs> on my radar is Pandemic Train. But I probably will pick this up, though, because this game, uh, I had fun. I played the demo. They had the demo out. Uh, it's not released yet. They're going to announce the release. But it seems to be a mix of a like management kind of game where you're adding different parts of this train and survival. But then there's this whole element of like an RPG mm. that's very much like to me Wasteland 3. Like that's kind of what I was getting vibes of when I was running around because you are walking around and shooting and looting and stopping in these places. Although there's a mechanic about it that I'm uh, truthfully confused. I think the further you're out away from the train the more that the pandemic zone like infects you and makes you sick. And so you have to, that is somewhat of like a timer of getting in, getting your objective and getting out. This isn't necessarily a kind of game where you want, like I would with an elder scrolls game where like, I would just check every single thing, read everything. You don't want to do that with this game because you're running against the timer of this pandemic zone, it seems. And so, but it's, Honestly, I think it's fun, and I I do like the more management games. Like I love Spirit Fair because you're building your boat and Sounds you know easy. putting different things, and then with this one you're building your train. But I love that you leave the train with a team as well, and you're going around and finding things that can help you and looting and stuff like that. And it's very top down RPG, which is cool. Dude, I dig this. I, yeah, I, I, I dig the um, you know. Uh, thinky, smarty part, and then the shooty, findy part, and then how they're um, there's dichotomy bef- between them. But when one gets stale, you go to the other, and the other one breaks up the uh, the monotony of mm-hmm. numbers and whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's smart because you have different crew members, and you can pick up people like with Death Road to Canada, where you're like making decisions of whether you're going to add this person, but obviously they take more food, and so you have to make decisions like that. And then why are all the workers them? Mexican? The fuck is going on here? I don't know. You got two white guys, and then all the workers are. Well, the middle Jesus guy Christ. looks like he might be Russian. It's in black and white, so it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> And this game has racism. Like, it has everything, dude. Like, Look at him. <laughs> it's a real exactly pandemic. Like it's a real pandemic. No. Uh, I try to find myself in games. And I found it. <laughs> but then again, I am a laborer, so I guess it all works out. <laughs> true, true. But, you know. It kind of reminds me of XCOM where you have these two sides to the game. One is like the strategic side. It's even got the cross section of the train where... Um, you're you're installing units and and uh, objects, uh, just like you did in XCOM. But then you have that uh, isometric. Well, XCOM's like turn based, but this looks like it's real time. Yeah, that combat in that isometric view. 
I don't there. want uh, it to be understated how sad this train looks, by the way. It well, is, yeah. It's just dingy, and it's going through the wasteland, and it is... Post-apocalyptic, man. It's honestly actually amazing that the train's even yeah. running, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, train. the last train. And the fact that you can put chickens on the train, <laughs> we won't. You know, that's not realistic, but that's okay. <laughs> I come downstairs, and Sam's on the computer shopping, as she does every day. And I'm like... What are you buying? She's like, I want chickens. I was like, no, dude. She's like, two chickens for the garage. I was like, no, we're not going to get fucking chickens. In the garage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she wants to buy a chicken coop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and let them walk around in the garage. Oh, then, man, you're going to get chicken shit all over the place. You're going to get chicken yeah. shit all over the place, and they're going to start laying some eggs in some corners and shit. And that's, you know, you've got to be on top of getting getting some eggs. My mom's got some chickens. It'd be nice because they give Jocko something to do to protect them and herd them. Eat them. Eat them. That's <laughs> no. what I thought too, Bobby. Like, <laughs> delicious. He's super smart. The other night, like, uh, we have this strange cat in the neighborhood. It's it's all the thing. All the neighbors are talking about how we're going to get this cat. And we couldn't. Nobody can get it. And I was like, uh, we're, Jocko, we're going to go get this fucking cat. So we went in on the front. And just all my commands. First time ever hunting anything down together. He just understood everything. Stop. Go. Uh, there he is, fucking, I don't know. It, It's all built in. It's crazy. Dog is super well-trained. Yeah, you showed me all of his tricks yesterday. Yeah, he's really well-trained. Yeah. Um, but something that's similar to being on a train, on a road, <laughs> heading in a direction. <laughs> I also, <laughs> going, I'm going to go right into my next on the radar with Road 96. I put it on the radar because I, I do own the game. I am playing the game. I'm trying to figure it out. But I only spent 30 minutes on it. So I don't feel like that's fair to truly give a real review. So I'll definitely next week I'll give a real review about it. But it is interesting so far. Um, and it definitely pulled me in with like all the 10 out of 10s and everybody saying it's such a good story. And um, so far, I don't see that. <laughs> so- <laughs> Um, You're like, ah, yes, the public is stupid once again. No, I mean, it's just so it kind of reminds me in a way of the Boxcar Children series, like the children's book growing up, Mm. where it's like a group of kids and teenagers and stuff that are riding trains to like escape typically they find mysteries it's it's you know i don't know if i'd say it's the midwest scooby-doo but like oh, maybe yeah, yeah. Oh, i don't know if it's the midwest exactly but yeah, yeah. yeah from what i'm seeing right here <laughs> it's very very scooby-doo but like a children's book and so there were some and elements hobos, right? of that yeah, kind of, yeah like they're they're going <laughs> well, they've got, they're i mean they're, they ride a train <laughs> they've got the the stick and bindle there <laughs> And they just stop off from town to town solving mysteries. Yeah. That's pretty wild. <laughs> and so the gooviness of that, it kind of reminds, like, Road 96 has some elements that kind of at least bring me back to reading this series and stuff. Um because you're a teenager who is trying to get to the border. And it's crazy because I think you start at like 1,600 miles from the border or something. And with the first fucking dude, within the first five minutes, you go to like 600 miles left. And I'm like, what? How did what? How did you get there that fast? And and then you're in a taxi and you know you've got no money. So like 
what were you going to do? <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like there's just to me, there's too big of holes already in this game that I don't think I would want to recommend it. But I, a lot of people love it. And I do think that it's cute. And I'm looking forward to playing it some more because I don't feel very right on just shitting on it after only playing 30 minutes. Even though that would be very DLG. Uh, I don't think I was that high. And that's probably the problem. I'm, no, I'm just wondering. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if uh Life is Strange has all those holes. They they have, you know, you're the character, right? But then they do outrageous uh maneuvers that you have to get them out of. You're like I never would have done that. Yeah. And that's a constant pro- problem, but then that's how you tell an interesting story, right? With Absolutely. Adversity. And, like what are you going to do about this taxi? I'm worried about what you're going to do in this taxi cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the taxi right there. But you know what? And I see so much video and content in here that there I just can't even fathom seeing that. So maybe it's just getting started with this game and I, it's just way too much of a of an early you know thought. And so that's why I w- I'm definitely going to be playing this game this week to explore it some more because it does seem like a decent enough game to learn and honestly it's pretty. Like it like I said when you're driving and you're looking around like it is really nice and pretty, but there's this massive theme of like as a teenager the fate of the politics in this world is in your hand and that's just that's bullshit. But like <laughs> otherwise it's it's really interesting and cool. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more with these characters because it does seem like they repeat and there's just it's a unique adventure so i don't know maybe i've been playing the game too boring dude i'm not sure i've I've had this uh uh, i put this on the radar as well and um i like to space out my story-based game so i'm gonna wait because i just finished life is strange too Mm. uh but yeah uh you know it's on my wish list so uh this is kind of my game twice a year i would say Hmm. interesting yep you took, yep. my, uh, you took my radar, by the way. I took. Uh, I mean, I chose Teardown. I, uh, I saw the second half of the trailer for it, and it goes from like, haha, fun bank heist to like fighting robots with tanks and stuff. It gets crazy. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that there was going to be uh, enemies. All right. Well, let's talk about some games that we have been playing. Um, I played This Means Warp uh, last Friday with sniper who's not here today and a couple other members of the community so first of all this whole steam remote play thing is pretty seamless Mm -hmm. i think this might have been the first time i've used it i'm not sure but i didn't even realize until after the fact that this was only a local co-op game no Mm -hmm. online co-op it Uh, tricks the computer into thinking the person's right next to you basically yeah actually it is listed as online co-op so i don't know maybe it is (laughs) (laughs) but um I, I could have swore we were using remote play. I thought I saw something that indicated that. Uh, but the game, when we first talked about this, we said, oh, this looks like multiplayer FTL. Different no, Bobby. Graphics. No, Bobby. You promised us multiplayer FTL. Now it looks. You promised. <laughs> and that's what I was expecting. That's what I was expecting, too. But this game is not so much like FTL. It is more like Overcooked. In, mm. But instead of running a kitchen, you are running a spaceship that oh, is getting man. into battles. So it's got that kind of like chaotic who's doing what job. We all need to be like maximizing our potential at every given moment to pull this off. Um, I was FTL from it's been so long since I played that game, but I'm pretty sure you could pause during the middle yeah. of the game 
Anytime. Do some strat- strategic stuff. You can't really do that. This is just like overcooked. Like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Like, oh, this needs to be repaired. That gun needs to be reloaded. We need to fire at this cannon on their ship. Um, there are a lot of elements that are like FTL. Um, one key difference, though, is so in FTL, when you started, you had a hole breach and it would st- you'd lose oxygen, mm-hmm. but you could seal off that room and just be like, okay, nobody go in that room. <laughs> um, in this game, if you get or a whole breach... you can trap people in that room. <laughs> yeah, you could trap people in the room. You could also board the enemy ship. Maybe you can board the enemy ship in this game. There's a way you can like go out in a spacesuit, but I don't think I could board the enemy ship. Maybe that's later, because this game was actually pretty tough. I, we didn't make it too far in it. Um, I blame my teammates, but... <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't in these games? Blaming the DLG community, <laughs> but uh when uh what was i talking about the oxygen so when you get a hole breach the oxygen in the entire ship starts going down if you get multiple hole breaches it goes down faster so i I was a little disappointed i like the whole compartmentalized thing Um, but it is cool that you can play different characters and they each have their own unique strengths like some of them are better at being a gunner some of them are better at repairing some of them move faster and you can upgrade as you go along too you get xp so there's some cool things at play here, um, but it was just, it was not as strategic as I thought it would be. And as much as I liked Overcooked, like, I don't know, it's a game that requires multiplayer. In this game, you can play single player, but again, it just feels like it's meant to be played mm-hmm. uh, co-op with more more people. And it's just like that runaround craziness of of overcooked that i just i don't like it's okay it's kind of fun a little bit especially in a party situation but it's but i don't party so yeah yeah (laughs) pretty much man because it's always like you know we're playing on a friday night people are indulging and stuff so it's like it it, it's not like the game that you can really uh (laughs) succeed at if um if you're just like being silly or like having fun but i i feel like we had some pretty good runs and we made them having fun slow down your fun. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> but we kept Bobby, getting stuck at this, this is why one Bobby spot. Likes playing. <laughs> I, I can see why you tolerate me and Leslie now when we play for the king. You're like, okay, they're having fun, but they're being serious. I like them. This is yeah, okay. we we take our playthrough pretty serious on that, and we're doing really well on that. We gotta Good. we gotta return to that. Um, but I mean, I don't want to name names, but somebody accidentally overwrote we had this little repair bot or this ammo bot who would go out and reload the guns automatically and somebody accidentally installed something on top of him that got rid of him and we we're having like probably our best run yet so does his name rhyme with sniper <laughs> you really were gonna say diaper <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself which is a real tragedy. um but i don't know um I, I think everyone was kind of getting a little sick of like having to play through like the early parts of the the run. So like at a certain point we called it. It's a roguelike then. Mm-hmm. Now, scratch well, it's, a, it's a demo right now, so there really isn't too much of the game. There's lots of locked characters. Um, there, there's guns and stuff that you can unlock. So I think I, I don't know, man. As much as I love demos and I love the fact that you can play these games and get a really good idea of whether you're going to like them or not. Uh, I also feel like I fall into this trap where I'm like, oh, this game sucks because, and then it's always these features that are just not included in the demo. Mm. Um, you know, when I played uh, The Wandering Village, love the game, but I'm like, eh, it lacks in the late game. Then I'm like, wait a minute, it's a demo. Yeah, There, there is no late game. Right. So, you know, I always have to like 
hedge my expectations with these. But you can, like, when you do stuff, you unlock, like, new types of guns, new characters, new ships, new types of defenses. So I, I think there's a lot more to this game than I experienced. And um, I think it's a lot better than I initially thought. But And uh, not just that. Your biggest complaint is your teammates. Really? Yeah. Pff, well, no. I think they were doing just fine. We were, <laughs> we were doing just fine. We just... Right? Yeah. It would have been better if... <laughs> well, Sniper said it perfectly. It would have been better if we could replay the last mission that we died on, like just start from like that checkpoint. Oh, like, yeah, having to replay from the very beginning happened. was like, uh, come on. Um, and it wasn't procedurally generated. It was like the same thing over and over again. Uh, um, but yeah, there's definitely something here. Uh, this game's coming out pretty soon, March 17th. Uh, no price yet. Yeah, despite your review, man, this sounds fucking... I, I'm not interested in cooking. <laughs> Way interested in fucking spaceships. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it kind of reminds me of too, like the one that I, what was it, like Out of Space, I think was the game. You didn't like it as much of like, it looked like this at least, but it, it yeah. seemed like it was way more simple than this one. Like this one's yeah. got a lot more going for it, whereas Out of Space was just like clean and grab the little goopers and put them in the like shredder. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to the kitchen. Do you want ice and a drink or anything? Uh, no. Good. You're good? Yeah, you sit good. on that? Yeah. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Outer Space was, um, you aren't fighting other ships. You're fighting like this alien infection that keeps trying to take over your, your ship. This, in that respect, it is like FTL. Uh, this means warp is like FTL, where you fight, you actually zoom into a combat and you fight another ship. Um, but yeah, and the uh, the bird character's name is Knob Knob. I don't know why, but that was just so funny to me. <laughs> Knob knob. <laughs> what a name. What a name. Truly genius. Nick, you want to uh, so talk I about... I want to give a shout out to uh, a local celebrity in the DLG community now. Um, he's in our chat, and his name is Robe Man. Uh, he's actually a debate Twitch uh, personality. He wears a robe, and he wears glasses, and he's pretty funny. Uh, you can catch him uh, on his channel, just Robe Man TTV. Um... He also um, has a food truck. His wife manages a charcuterie board company. Hmm. Uh, the dude's hilarious. Man's got it going on. Uh, follow him, sub, whatever you whatever you can do. Um, I don't know all of his talking points on all of his topics, so I can't endorse all that stuff. But I can tell that his personality off the off the mic is hilarious. So. Well, we were in the middle uh, of playing some Total War Warhammer 3, man, and like <laughs> starting to fight, and he popped in in his robe and shit and just started asking us some great, like, random funny questions, and yeah, it's very funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy's a hit, man, so yeah, nice. watch All out right. for him, his name's Robe Man. Well, we'll link his channel in the show notes there. Cool, cool. All right, Diz, what you been playing? Yeah, so uh, I've only got two games that I, I got some time for. Cause like I said, I'd, I'm trying to get outside a little bit more, but it was a little rainy in San Diego. And so, it was. Um, I tried Magicka 2, which I also would like to go back because this game's pretty fun. I like that you create these kind of like different spells with different combos. So you could do like ice, ice, uh, I don't know, like avoid dark magic thing. And it'll create like an icy dark depths of 
I wouldn't say hell, but it'd be like frozen over hell, you know, to launch at enemies and stuff. And you can play this with other friends and co-op. And so like I was playing with Sniper and Tag Loro and we were having a ba- uh, blast and then SOCOM popped in and like pulled up all the different combos and was telling us different stuff to play. And so there's so many ways that you can change uh, the cast and the spells that you use in this game, which I think is really fun and awesome. And I haven't really seen that with the ability to have so many different combos. You can basically land traps with different kinds of magic. And it's not all just, you know, Eldritch Blast, basically. Like, there's all kinds of different stuff. And you can see there, like, with that crossfire. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty fun uh, game of just an adventure going through and just messing shit up very... Um, the fighting in the combat is kind of like real time with there's elements of like Diablo in there, obviously. But like I said, the really feature I think is using these different combinations and the synergies. Yeah. And the synergies Mm -hmm. and like working with each other, there is friendly fire. So do be aware. I am uh, goofy sometimes with that and end up killing my friends, which makes me sad, but you know, you (laughs) just learn to spell again, like they say. (laughs) So it's cheap right now. It's 75% off until March 14th. It's like $3 and 74 cents. It's absolutely worth that price tag. I think just even to play with your friends, you can remote play together with this game as well. And so it's, I, I do recommend it. It is fun. Bobby, remind me our history on this. We loved Magical 1, mm-hmm. and then we were let down by Magical 2, or we were let down by Magical 3. Was there a Magical 3? Well, I don't think there was a Magical 3. I felt like we, we loved the one, first one because we beat yeah, it together we, in co-op. I never yeah, played yeah. The we first played that one. one. I think we played some with Chad, too. Yeah. yeah we really enjoyed that. And Magical 2 came out, and I remember um, it It really it, it, it looked different graphically yeah. like it took on a more realistic kind of look the first one was very cartoonish if i remember uh-huh. and i remember them pushing it hard seeing lots of like commercials and uh stuff like that for it but i remember there was something that turned me off to magic good too turned it, us off it was yeah. like and i i brought this up when some people were playing it on friday after this means warp and i don't think anyone knew what i was talking about but i felt like it was like they were doing some sort of open world persistent mm. universe microtransaction type of thing like like they made the jump over to that and i was just like no not a, not really interested in that but i mean the game obviously has like uh, a campaign mode and a co-op and everything so i don't know maybe that was something they did at first or maybe i just don't remember it clearly yeah possibly we didn't give it a fair shake because we love the first one so much. Yeah. You know, um, I do want to say that like, uh, these input special abilities I've seen only twice out of fighting games. I've seen it in this and twisted metal and that's pretty much it. Like fighting games all use it. Twisted metal. Yeah. um, That racing game on the PlayStation. Excuse me. It's a car combat game. Car combat. I just remember like, the, you ice mean the most truck. niche fucking genre of all time for games. But those are the two Car games combat. that I know that like left down or left right down up would be like the freeze uh, ball or whatever. Those combinations and yeah. synergies. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You only see that typically but in fighting games. Love it in that. Love it in this. Agreed. How come more games don't do this? I don't know. It's a really difficult control scheme for me because it's so unusual. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot. So to in Magica, you move the character um, 
like you would a character in a MOBA. You, you move them with clicking around. And then your WASD, that, that doesn't move them. But I think like QWER, uh, assuming you're on an American or, or US king, uh, keyboard, but all that stuff is what you punch in to cast a spell. So you press like, you know, WED to cast like an ice spell or something or QFA to cast like a lightning bolt. So you're, you're like punching in these codes basically to, uh, and then I think you right click to actually cast the spell. Um, it's a really interesting control scheme and it's, it's kind of satisfying because you get better at it, you learn it and you become more adept, but it, it's kind of a steep learning curve, at least for me. It is for me. Maybe it's easier with a controller. I don't know. But yeah, um, I mean, I remember, you know, we were calling out shots like, uh, do your fire, I'll do my ice. And then the steam came out and then, you know, stuff like that or light and dark or whatever it was mm-hmm. and the synergies and you could get some crazy shit going. Yeah. Yeah. We That's found cool. some, when we were playing the first one, we found like a combo that just worked way too well together. We kind of, I, I think we kind of broke the game with that. And then from there on out, that was like all we did. Like you cast this and I cast that on it. Yeah. Get your Good rotation shit, down. Yeah. 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 How many people are playing this game right now? Let's take a look. Any probably, guesses? Probably bumped mm, right now. 200. 500. 500. Oh. 250. 250 hey. playing right now. Okay. That's not Today's bad. peak, though, is closer. Yeah. Yeah. All-time peak was only 1,500. That's kind of sad. It is fun. I think it's good. Yeah. It's absolutely worth $3 and what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two cents right yeah. now? Absolutely. Or 74. I can say that. 250 for the original Magicka. Oh, okay. Wow. These graphics are better than I thought. I thought there was way more cartoonish, but... Yeah, it's about the same. It looks like Magicka 2 is almost more cartoonish, actually. Yeah. 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 120 people playing the first Magicka. All right. That nostalgia, dude. Okay. <laughs> I just turned my phone off and I turned back on. Yeah, time to my, buy a my, new one. My friends, are, <laughs> my, friend, <laughs> my friends are drunk and they're trying to FaceTime me over and over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Happy Sunday. Oh, man. All right. What else we got here? Um, I don't know. Where are we? Oh, Risk of Rain 2, Survivors of the Void. Totally. I, I know you brought it up, Bobby, and then I totally forgot. And then it was one of those things where, like, it's out. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, going to buy this. And then proceeded. Oh, then I let you know. Mm-hmm. And then. And we played together. Yeah. Uh, Days and I played, like, four rounds or something. We didn't get very far. No. But we were able to see some of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really surprised. So this came out on March 1st and I, I checked out the steam page out of curiosity, even though I don't really like risk of rain too. And I was actually really surprised at how much content was in this update. It's like, a fat, it's a fat content quite a bit. And I didn't know when we played days, I didn't know the extent of it. So the first thing you'll notice right away is the, uh, this is a big game on the, on the discord and you know, everybody has it and, this is my go-to. We end up playing this a lot of the times because I'm. It's such a one of my favorite games, and it's so easy for those who own it to just jump in and jump out. Mm-hmm. That like, we play this more than uh, I mean, probably even more than DRG. It's just a go-to for me, and so when I'm on, which is a rare thing, people usually want to play what I want to play, and so it's this. So anyway, it came out, and then um, the thing you notice right now is the existence of warp energy way more than before. So um, there are these nodes. It's a new thing that you can click on and it'll explode. And these little warp uh, void creatures go f- out 
and infect enemies or infect your teammates. And you wouldn't know if it infects your teammates, but I'll get to that in a second. Whatever it infects, it turns into a void version of that creature. They get more powerful and you have to kill them. Um, And then, but you get a void item. What that void item does is you get it and it modifies one of the uh, items that you have in perpetuity. So uh, let's say you have something that gives you better crit. If you get the void version of that, instead of a crit, it, it'll just explode outright. But it's a lower chance of it happening. Does that make sense? That's just one item. But any item in the game can get um, voided or, or mutated, let's say. So all kinds of crazy shit is happening. On top of that, um, yeah, your teammate that's playing, if, if one of these little void creatures jump on them, you'll turn on me and I won't even know what's going on. Because you don't change color or anything. You're just kind of like the enemy now. Oh, and shit. Uh, Yeah, and I have to, like, blow it out of you or something. I don't know exactly how it works because it hasn't happened in multiplayer yet uh, for me. On top of that, there's two new survivors. On top of that, there's two new game mo- three new game modes. Um, there's a uh, – this is what I've been playing the most, actually. I didn't play it with you um, because I figured out this is how you unlock one of the guys. It's a wave survival, but it's not just like fucking risk of rain. Nothing's just normal. It's weird as fuck. You're in the void, which is like, you know, it hurts you. Anytime you're in the void, it hurts you. But you have this little creature that makes this bubble. And as long as you're near that creature, uh, you're not taking the damage, right? But the bubble size varies from what's going on. It goes big. It goes small. And the creature gets up and just randomly starts moving. And you have to stay with it, otherwise you'll burn in the void. So it's not just a regular uh, wave survival. It's wave survival plus trying not to fucking get eaten up by the void, which which adds, uh, you know, a lot to it. You know, it's not just, let's just stay stationary. Because then if you did that, the stationary uh, survivors would obviously be just the best. You know, like the engineer would just be outright the best. Um, so there's that. There's... I mean, I, I could go on and on. Um, the two new survivors, one is a straight sniper. Like, it feels like you're using an op in CSGO. Uh, you zoom in, you you shoot, and then r- as soon, right after you take the shot, um, there's a little status bar where you have to do the quick reload. You know, you, it's easy to do, but it, as frantic as this game gets, it gets a little tricky. Uh, but if you click it right, then you go back into the zoom mode a lot easier. Um, so and that's the rail gunner, he's right? the rail gunner. Uh, yep. yep. And then I unlocked the void. void fiend who just seems super OP to me. Um, he's got this timer that goes up like as if you're doing damage and stuff, your, your timer goes up. I would say about every like minute and a half, two minutes, he turns into a superhero version of himself and he, you just fucking decimate everything. And then you can sacrifice some of your health to stay in that mode. So it's a risk-reward thing. Um, but he's super fun to play. Um, besides that, I'm, I'm enjoying everything. Um, I, I can't say anything bad about this. I'm, the new levels are awesome. Um, they were really the, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. The music is just as good as it's ever been. Uh, yeah, fucking 10 out of 10 for me. 
I wonder what would happen would. if I had a void milky crystals. It's like the item I like to use <laughs> as the little yeah. hack and slash ninja dude, you know, because uh, it, it allows you to fly. And yeah. my whole goal is to never stay on the ground. Right. And so that's why I like that one. But I wonder if it's the void. Would it just yeet you up into the sky, dude? Or like... It's really interesting. Like those are the <laughs> things that keep you playing. Like what yeah. happens if I get a void item of the, my favorite item, this other thing, you know, it just does some wacky version of itself. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This game just keeps on giving. Yeah, it does. It really does. I don't think I've ever played this game unless it was with Emilio. Yeah. <laughs> every time I play it, it's always fun as shit. So mm-hmm. who knows? I might play this by myself now. Yeah. No, a lot of people pick this DLC up. So a lot of people out there playing it. My How question was the is, Bobby, I haven't seen the reviews. Uh, the reviews were good. Uh, but here's my question: If one person has the DLC and somebody else doesn't, what happens? So far, everybody who's played with me is like nine bucks. Yeah, okay. So I don't okay. know. Basically. Just buy the deal. Yeah. Buy the deal. What see, that's what <laughs> What's the other option? It doesn't exist. Yeah. I'm trying well, to see. I feel like this game, like really, its cornerstone moment is is the replayability of it, you know. And I'm somebody that one of the reasons why I don't like a lot of rogue light and rogue like games or whatever is because I don't like replaying shit all the time. But this is the one game that's an exception to that because it's just fun and it's casual and great enough that like it's fun to play with your friends and like even catch up and talk and just. Yep. But that has its challenging moments where you work together then and it's just it's fun to replay it. You know, you'll do like a round and it'll take like an hour and then you put it down and it's great. Days and I died on the first two levels four times in a row and nobody cared. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But it, well, that's when we we're figuring out the hell to avoid and shit. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I was wondering why I just kept like dying in a bubble, and I'm like, what is what is this? It was the black hole, dude. Yeah, you got to get out of those things. And so far, I have not figured out. That's another mystery. There's these, just like there's that void creature that keeps out the void. There's these void creatures that make void on regular levels, and you just can't do anything in there. You mm. you die in there. You can't shoot anything in there you can't activate things in there and i've tried and i've tried to like kill the creature that's making it and i I can't get it to work Hmm. oh and this came up bobby um because sam just bought mila game maker maker on uh on uh switch Mm -hmm. or or some version of it and it it totally reminded me that risk of rain one was made on game maker yeah one guy Looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I remember Risk of Rain 1, and a lot of people kind of liked it when it came out, but Risk of Rain 2 just blew it out of the water. To give you an idea, there were 55,000 people, or 55,000 people right now playing Risk of Rain 2. There's 130 playing Risk of Rain 1. But yeah. this game did come out in 2013, so. Yeah. And, yeah. again, it made on Game Maker. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Cool, Nick. What so you got as here? As, uh, as far as like what I've played, I played a lot more Elden Ring, and boy, is this game fucking amazeballs! Um, obviously, everybody's been giving it glowing reviews. It's everywhere. Um, They're advertising it everywhere. It was on the UFC last night. So non-stop. many times on UFC. Watch so much get so- mounted oh. on like the advertisement for Elden Ring, dude. Which <laughs> is, I think, a good reflection of the game, right? During the fight. <laughs> during the fight. There's video of gameplay during the fight, not in between fights or between rounds. During the fight, there's a little <laughs> video of Elden Ring. <sighs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> I, it should be it should be gameplay of people that have played the game, like actual like streamers and shit. And it's just them getting their asses kicked in the background. That'd be hilarious. Anyways, uh, the game is 
obviously Amazeballs. If you haven't played it, play it. Dude, this game is long. Like, I can tell it's super long. I was like, I got I, I got the first map, and I was like, oh, man, I got this map. It's This map doesn't really seem that big, all this stuff. And then my buddy's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't get it. That's just a map of, like, a local region of, like, a little town. And that little Jeez. town is, like, a part of a city. And that city is part of, like, this na- – I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ. And, like, they have interactive maps online, and there's so much to do. Um, this game is honestly – if you're a Souls-like player and you just, like – obviously, if you like b- boss fights and you just want more to do in a Souls game, this is the perfect game for you. Um, JP Diddy was talking about so the – polished and so fun. He was telling me that the open worldness uh, was nice because, like, if you can't beat a boss, you could just go farm and come back later stronger, right? Yes, but the other thing is, like, the open worldness, you'll just run into a random fucking boss. Mm. So there, there are story bosses that are quintessential, like in every in every uh, Souls like game, and then there's optional bosses, and then in this game, there's like just straight up open world bosses. That just, I don't know, fucking exist and you kill them and you just get a bunch of souls and you get like other items and stuff. Uh, and what class is, are you playing, Nick? Huh? What class or archetype are you playing? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise was one of these at one point. A samurai? Yeah. Yeah. The so, last samurai? Yeah. It's Most a, racist it's shit ever. The last samurai is a white guy. i saw a video uh going back to kind of a little bit nick what you're talking about with just like big huge bosses randomly in there i'd imagine because the video i saw i'd imagine it can create some moments that are just absolutely hilarious right because if you were like running around the video i saw was somebody was running into like a mining shaft and there was a massive massive boss at the entrance and the dude ran into like a mining shaft and like hit the elevator and started going down and the boss like kind of glitched out for a second and then fell down the shaft and as soon as it landed on the guy it died right away that's awesome that's what it was it was hilarious (laughs) there's there's a couple of things like that that happen right and some of them are most of the time they like they just fuck you over like one one example is like uh there's a funny video that's going around on reddit where like this guy's fighting this boss and the boss is on horseback and he's got like like the boss is gonna die in one hit like the guy can fart on him and he'll die and the guy's also has like is like he just has to be hit by a fly and he'll die as well like the player and he's fighting the boss and then just out of nowhere like this villager with a torch just like pokes him (laughs) (laughs) he just out of nowhere because it's an open world game yeah anything can just show up And so it just kills them. It's pretty and great. Um, those interactions have happened to me. Like I was in like this weird swampy area and the bear just tore me apart while I was like fighting these weird tentacle monsters. And I was like, God damn it. And man. just as easy, the bear probably could have attacked the tentacle monster, right? It just exactly. Yeah. And then like there's friendly fire with like the monsters and like bosses and stuff. So like if a boss falls off a cliff. You just beat the boss. So, are we talking? Are we talking game of the year here? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
dude, Grant, my other game of this for this week, and I'll talk about it after you guys talk about some other games. Grant Turismo is a great game, but goddamn, is this game going to keep my attention for way longer? Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that much more to talk about. Um, Gorilla Tag, you were sorry to talk to me. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say a game that does not hold my interest whatsoever. (laughs) And I don't know, it's Gorilla Tag. So. I uh, I wanted to play some Oculus with one of my other friends in a different community I'm in, and we were like, let's try this because it's free, and it looked out, I mean, look at it. It looks so goofy, right? So well, the reviews are good. And the reviews are good, and it's pretty fun. I have a feeling I just didn't have a good time, or maybe the learning curve on this is a lot harder than I think. But like, Yeah, it's crazy to me that this person can run and jump that fast. Although, oh. I was kind of getting to the point, because you are literally moving your arms like that. I yeah, feel like you it have was no a legs, tri- right? Yeah. So you're and using your arms to walk? You're using your arms to walk, oh. so it feels like a straight-up tricep workout, dude. Like, it's, you know, a lot of just, like, pushing yourself on these different platforms but in reality at least with what i experienced me and my buddy um we tried playing this game for like an hour and a half and it took us quite a while to figure out like how to create our own room and when i first joined in as soon as i joined in somebody touched me and they were complaining that um Oh, that sounds weird, but no, it, it is tag. It is a game of tag, so they're supposed to touch you to change your color as a gorilla. And somebody had glitched and like cheated and oh, was okay. hiding in the yeah. So like I, the very first game I played was somebody cheating, and then then I played again, and I think it's just it's overrun by like ten year olds. This game, I think. And so when I was playing, it was a bunch of little kids being like, "Hey you, hey you, come here," and then like they'd yeah. give me the finger and laugh and run away, and I'd be like. <laughs> Okay, and then one kid kept following me, being like, "Hey, I mean, you're, you're trash." Right nowadays. Yeah, yeah, like everybody. One kid was following me around. And he's like, "Hey, you're trash. Hey, you're trash." And I just laughed because it's just like, dude, it's a game of fucking tag. Like, yeah. save up money and buy a real game. But it is fun and it is funny. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't see myself playing it that much. Uh, and I, I, like I said, I do think that this game is absolutely dominated by yep, a bunch of eight year olds. You like, can tell by the reviews, they're all like. Fucking four sentences or four words. Yeah, like this is a kids game. This is like everybody. <laughs> this is like everybody like came home from eighth grade and they want to mess with each other, so they played this. Like it's yeah, a ton of edgy nine year olds. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the game is toxic in a very childish way. So it's dude whatever. broke my Oculus controller and still gave it the thumbs up. So he he dug it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of arm movement. It's a lot of arm movement, yeah. So I feel like my arms got a good workout yesterday. More than, uh, more than the the kayaking, kayaking? game, yeah, yeah. Because you're also kind of grabbing and you're moving your arms in different ways since right. it's like your only means of movement, you know. And some kid kept following me around and be like, "Oh my god, you trash! You don't even know how to run." And I'm like, "Where's the damn tutorial, asshole?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> go do your fucking math homework, kid. Yeah, right. That? Like, <laughs> go convince mommy Find to buy you an bitch. actual game, dude. Like. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, conceptually, I love this uh, movement mechanic. I would like to see it in a different kind of game. I agree. For sure. Yeah, one that hopefully costs money so all the eight-year-olds can't get it for free. It's <laughs> <laughs> the real trick, man. That's what happens yeah. with free-to-play. That's, Let, that's let's why all the have... riffraff in. Exactly. That's why you gotta at least have a $5 tag, you know? You keep all the riffraff out with $5. <laughs> Which, yeah. speaking of $5, that's how much it only costs for you to be a Patreon. Yeah. If you wanted to be a... Yeah. <laughs> 
Amelia with the transition. She, she's been here. This is like her fourth episode. She just did the best fucking sell point ever. I'm going to step all over it again. But anyway. I'm here until August. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, but it only costs $5. $5? $5. What do I get for $5, Days? You get a lot, man. You could, you'll get like a green tag on Discord, which you can find our Discord in the show notes or on dlgaming.net. And, you know, you'll get... After three months, you'll get a Shield sticker pack, which is sick. It's on my laptop. It should be on yours. After six months, you'll get a T-shirt, which would be cool. You know, everybody likes a T-shirt. You can get yourself a poppy one if you want from DM <laughs> movies on the TL. That's still there. And uh, after pop, pop. a year, yeah, pop, pop. And then after a year, you'll be popping off with being able to troll and pick a ga- uh, caster to play any game for like three hours and give a review. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, and, you know, you'll also get access to uh, certain episodes that are only on the Patreon. And, like, today we are going to be recording our not su- – I call it not suitable for work. It's not safe for work or are we NSFW. Doing it today? Yeah, we're, we're doing, doing it today, dude. Yeah, like, I guess we are. I don't yeah, know. we're doing it well, today. We're sniper's recording. not here. We have no idea what's going on. But $5, <laughs> you can continue to see us not know what's going on. Bobby, where can I get this? Uh, you can go to dlgaming.net and click on the Patreon button right there in the middle of the page. Dun, dun, dun. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Easy. That's All right. Fantastic. Um, Talks about it, it, what's it say dude? about us that our plug is our, the, the most exciting, funniest part of our show? <laughs> is our plug. Maybe we just do a fucking uh, two-hour plug. That was great, days. Would you, start, would you start getting nothing but sponsors like... Here with Squarespace. <laughs> Just like my head, it's square. <laughs> Let me run by a bunch of squares. <laughs> Just to plug the plug real quick. It's so good that Days is both a worker and pays us. She's still yeah. she's still one of our top patrons. Yeah. 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 I gotta I gotta make sure that I'm always on top, dude. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I want everybody to play Tales of Nadia. That's why I'm still yeah, on yeah. Tales oh, of Narnia, boy. dude. You'll find all kinds of fantasy there. <laughs> so. uh, yikes. Yikes uh, is right. <laughs> are we out? Heroes Hour. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh. yeah. We have Heroes Hour and Gran Turismo left. Okay. All right. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about Gran Turismo? So this is not a PC game. However, this is like a game of the, uh, how do I say this? Like the generations. It's a transcend- transcendent seven. game. Transcendent. What? Yeah. Like this, Gran Turismo has been around for a hot minute. And for those who don't know, Gran Turismo is known as like one of the best simulators, if not the best driving simulator. The amount of tuning and like all the things you can do with your car, like from adjusting the angles of your tires and like the angle of your, like just, uh, it, it just gets really, really in depth. It It's insane, but you don't have to do that stuff. That's the cool thing. Um, you earn like licenses to be able to do certain races and things like that. The game is all the other Gran Turismo's plus more. Um, they made some changes. So it's less cheesy. Um, so before, uh, you could just, you, you played Gran Turismo, you would see the races. And as long as you had a certain car, you can do any of the races. And so one common strategy was to, uh, race a bunch, win free cars, sell the free cars, and then just immediately do start doing like supercar races. Well, in this game, they don't allow you to sell cars anymore because of that. 
they want everybody to go through every kind of race type there is and experience every different type of like track and type of car like front wheel drive rear wheel drive four wheel drive like all that kind of stuff and uh the way they do that is with this new uh cafe mechanic so um you go to the cafe and it's like oh this chapter in the i mean uh, this part of the menu talks about uh french hatchbacks and like it, it like and so the races you have to do all involve french hatchbacks and you do it and then like it teaches you about french hatchbacks and you can just play the game that way, or you can just play it like a mindless person and just do all the arcade races. Mm. So the game is, there's a lot more to do. It's super fun. The photo mode is insane. Um, we One of the <laughs> missions was simply just take a photo of your car. And me and Leslie, because I'd just been playing the game with Leslie, me and Leslie were just like, <laughs> it's like, Control the temperature, how fast your car is going, the angle of your car, the angle of the sun, the temperature, like all this other stuff, how clean your car is. It's insane. Like the light refraction on the on the lens, the lens angle, like the lens size. It's a it's really cool. Nick, I saw a uh, I saw this guy. He was uh, he posted this somewhere and he was like, I wanted to make my real car in the game. And so I took the exact same picture. I could not tell the difference. I the only reason I could tell which one was the uh, the fake picture was because uh, the real picture had another car in the background. That was the only way I could tell. It was yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> Do you mean to tell me that you could race with like a Subaru Forester in this game? Um. Uh, so there's no Forester. So oh, that's an, that's another thing about this car. Yeah, about this game. Subarus are huge in racing games, though. There are tons. Yeah, they, well, there's a yeah, bunch the, of Subarus the, the in little, this game. Yeah, the little speedster yeah. ones. But I, I want the you know soccer mom from the upper middle class suburbia rushing to get her kids to soccer practice. Might that's be in Horizons. All right. <laughs> so I think I think you can get some pretty wacky cars because there are rally races. Like you can get like a Toyota Tundra and some stuff like that. But it's not like a Ford F one fifty racing like. You can race the uh, gas pump, you, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what's really cool is about this game. You can only buy, I believe, a quarter of the cars in the game. The like the rest of them you have to earn through like licenses and challenges and races, and then the other ones they're temporarily available at like the used car dealership and also the uh, legends dealership which are like these cars that only appear for like a couple of days um but it's it's awesome like uh it it has way more features than the last one which everybody's wanted it's still gran turismo but just with way more shit so hey uh nick so does it still work i remember back in the day you had to start with really shitty cars and you and you would earn points and credits racing those and then you move up to the next class so that's how it is now so kind of so um you do you you essentially are forced to buy a used car in the beginning yeah they give you three hundred thousand dollars in the beginning is it like real world money though you could apply that to like um i would say everything is priced at like one point uh one point eight times its normal price okay uh, like a super, like a, I don't know, I would say two times its normal price. Like a, like a Lancer, like the road version is like $60,000, gotcha. which okay. like back in like 2016, that was a $35,000 car. So I don't know, almost 
two times. Anyways, um, so there's a bunch of like free races, right? Where it's like, oh, any car can be used, any like specs can be used, but you start getting to the point where you have to use certain types of cars mm-hmm. and certain classes. And then you get to the like I'm getting to the point where I need an international license and I need I, I need to start using actual sports cars, no longer like road cars and like sports cars. Like I need to actually use like real race cars. And so it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Right. We having a good time, huh? Oh, dude, this game. Uh, I think we have a I think we have a listener question coming up, and I'm, it's gonna, my answer for that question is this game, and I'll talk about it later. So. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, last game I'm gonna talk about is Heroes Hour. I spoke about this last week, hinted at it, and played quite a bit of the demo, and I really enjoyed it. So this was the game that Sniper was describing as like a low definition total war. And it is kind of like that. I can definitely see uh, see that. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's a strategy game. It's what they call an auto battler. So you can participate in the battles and like move units around and stuff, but it really doesn't matter. You just kind of initiate the battles and let them play out. But it's got a lot of RPG and strategy to it. And you're dealing with this kind of grand strategy. It takes place on a, a large map against either one or multiple enemies. Um, here's the thing I did not enjoy about this game, though. It says that it is local co-op, and you could do the remote play, sure, but it is hot seat gaming, which is a term I haven't heard in a while. Do you guys know what that is? You take turns? What? Yeah, it's yeah. like old school Nintendo playing a single player game with your friends, and you, you just one person over. plays until they die, and then the next person, you hand over the controller, they play until they die. Better yeah. not even say that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, why even... I even do that, man. Nobody wants to play a game like that. Well, I yeah. guess, okay. I guess that means through remote play, you can let your friends play this and you can watch them play. Well, you would each take a turn because it's turn-based, kind of like uh, Civ. You know, you take one turn, you move your characters, you buy some stuff, you get some troops, you have a battle, you know, whatever, and then you end your turn and then the enemy goes. Mm-hmm. So you could go back and forth with a, a partner and play turn by turn, but that just doesn't seem like a lot of fun. Now, I do cut this game a lot of slack because I think it's built by one person. I mean, the developers listed as Benjamin things on its own thing on its own hour like he's got a nickname or something but it looks like just one person made this game and that is really impressive because it is a very fun game um it uh it is out in full release right now but the demo really lets you play quite a bit of it and it also shows you the things that you would have access to if you have the full version that's a good way of doing it yeah, yeah yeah so you can see like here's the um you build up these towns that you take over and in each town you can add like these upgrades that, you know, generate more troops or more gold or, you know, whatever. Uh, and you can see where that cuts off and what you can't get in the demo and also like the different types of civilizations or whatever they call them in this. Um, but yeah, you have like a hero character, you rally an army around them and you go out there and fight. It's, and the graphics are, they're really low definition, but they're adequate. So Good enough to, yeah, there's no legibility issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's this cost, Bobby? Uh, this costs, oh, my God. I think Whatever. the computer just froze. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're still recording, but it looks like we lost the stream here, and my mouse is not working. 
Um, but I believe the game is 20 bucks. All right. Are you going to be picking it up? I might. I played, Let's not get crazy. I played so much of the demo. I feel kind of bad. I'm like, God, yeah. dude, I kind of had my fill of the game. <laughs> like I played, I seriously dumped like five hours into the demo. Um, That's pretty good though. It is currently on Steam at 1619. You just lost the mouse? That's all you lost? Um, well, it, like. apparently the, uh, the sound is not working. Okay. So I think I know what the problem is. Um, Should we cut? No, no, we don't need a cut. All I'm right. going to uh, move this so you guys can see the listener questions as we get into that. God, he's such a good... And then I'll fix this other issue we're having. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, going into listener questions. Uh, wait, are we going to talk about the game of the month? Basically, it's become... Talked uh, about it a little bit. Yeah, Total did you play? Warhammer. Yeah, I played it a bit, dude. And I'm so far getting the vibe that uh, playing Magic in that game just sucks. Or I suck at playing Magic is probably more of what it is. What do you mean? like? Uh, oh, just squishy as fuck. Like the classic like MMO, what's tougher with Magic in a way, when you roll it that way. I just felt like every every time I got into a battle, it was just like annihilated. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely annihilated. Are you playing on easy versus AI or what are you doing? Uh, I think I'm playing on normal, so maybe I need to go to easy, but I don't know. Is this your first Total War game? Yeah. Then, yeah, I would. I mean, I'm going to play on sound easy. Sound is good now, by the way. Good. Right. Yeah, just careful with the Jimmy legs over there. I think you unplugged our USB cord. <laughs> How's that possible, dude? I don't know, man. I looked down there, and the USB cable that has all our shit plugged into it in the hub was unplugged. I don't blame the lady that's way closer. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're the one doing the little shimmy with That's the legs true. there. So, my legs um, never stop. Does it bug you, Dave? No. Literally in the car, we'll be in the car and driving, and mm-hmm. Sam will be like, "Stop shaking your legs! I can feel it." <laughs> While we're get driving, the same thing from do you do that when you sleep? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Sleep like a rock. <laughs> nice. All Leslie right. does the same fucking thing, dude. She's like, "Stop shaking your leg." I'm like, "I can't. I'm sorry." It's not a conscious thing that we're doing. Uh, restless leg syndrome. That's true. Oh uh, yeah. So want to move into some listener questions? No, I want to finish the Warhammer talk. Oh yeah. Um, Nick, do you have anything else? <laughs> uh, have you been playing game. it? Uh, I'm still playing it. Um, I'm waiting for the um, free, like the free open world version to come out in about the next month or so. Uh, Once that happens. Did you play your weekly thing with the DLG crew? I did. Um, I, I We started a little late, so I only had to play like about an hour and 45 minutes. But usually we play like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot smoother this time. That's, That's true. Yeah, it was. Um, st- still not super smooth, but they said they're working on that. All they right. said that part's on their end. So Well, sir, super sad that I brought this up for the first <laughs> Do we have another game for Game of the Weeks? That anybody can think of? Elden Ring. Everybody should play it. Oh, God, no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a, uh, wait, what was the um, the overcooked, like, space one? This means warp. This means, yeah, this means warp. We can, hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out, yeah. <laughs> Bobby doesn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, no, I do kind of want to play some more. He wants to play it, but, like, with four office administrators. <laughs> Um, but I don't know when that game comes out. That was on the 17th, I think. So 
So we're a week off of from that one. We'll figure something else. In Gorilla the tag. Let's Gorilla all tag. let's all take on a bunch of nine year olds that are toxic. Yeah. Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into some listener questions. Uh, first one comes from Curd the Ape. When was the last time you got sucked into a game and you lost yourself for a few hours, days, or weeks? What was the game? Were there other contributing factors worth mentioning in your life at the time? Hmm. I feel that's me and Gran Turismo right now, dude. Like last night. Um, so me and Leslie have this dynamic on the weekends where one day one of us will sleep in while the other one watches Vivian. And so I get to sleep on, on Sundays. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll stay up until like 1230, 1 o'clock and I'll just play video games. I stayed up until like 2 in the morning, which is like suicide because even like sleeping in, it's still pretty bad. Um, And when I when we first got it, we played for like six hours straight. Oof. And it's just like, dude, we can't stop playing it. It's it's just so fun. How, how are you doing at co-op or what are you doing? We just passed the controller. Like just hot take seat, this race, I'll mean? take this race. Hot seat hot co-op? Seat hot co-op. seat co-op. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. We're doing hot seat podcasting, Bobby. We, we, yeah. we talk once at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably the last game I really got sucked into was Bannerlord. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that was, I guess you could say it was during winter break. And even though I was still working, I, I was working three day weeks. So, I mean, I had a little bit more time, but still it was, yeah, I was putting in way too much time into that game. Like it, it was problematic. I will continue to say, I, it's my answer for everything. It used to be Wine of Isaac and now it's Magic Gathering. I, I play it way too much time. And, you know, you think about a game being five to 10 minutes, but then you're like, one more game, one more game, one more game into infinity. You know, there's mm-hmm. no end. Unless you pull yourself away. Yeah. There, it's those are the games I do. That's how Bannerlord was. It had that one more turn thing like yeah. Civ. Yeah. For you know, me, uh, you know, uh, in this magic set, there's a car that's worth $1,400. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, John sent me a whole thing where he was trolling you about having it. I was about to mention that. <laughs> asshole, dude. He totally yeah, tricked so, him. Yeah. It, it, the chances of, of getting it are insane. Like it, it's just astronomically low, but yeah, it's worth $1,400. Uh, Oh, uh, there is some magic the gathering news days. I don't want to cut you off too much before I forget. I have to talk about what I think about when it comes up. Cause I will forget two seconds later. Uh, the next set, Bobby mobsters. What? Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Magic, so, the gathering monster. Mobster, mobsters. Yeah. There's five families and each family is a collector a collection of three colors. So, like, you know, black, red, white would be one of the families. And there's five families, and um, they run some city, and that's that's the next set. Like, what the fuck? Oh, right, Nick? I, 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 yeah. I guarantee you, by the way, Emilio, yeah. that the the this this set that's coming up right here, because of these, these color patterns and everything, depending on how strong the lands are, this set may be one of the investment sets where people you'll see people just buy like literal pallets of magic cards and just sit on them because uh, like, for example, um, one of the last times that a set had new, a new type of lands 
that were really good and like they were like multiple colors was uh, in a cons of Tarkir. And at the time they were like, oh, $11 a land, $10 a land. Now they're $53, $54 each. Mm. And so th- like what ends up happening is like a, like a box of magic cards is like 98 bucks. And now like a box of, of uh, cons of Tarkir is I think $410. Damn. I should have held on to all of mine. <laughs> How long ago was that though? That. It's two hundred and forty dollars right now. So I and that's that's so you're gambling with that. You're better off holding it for later. I think um, Wizards of the Coast is figuring out that if they make it more collectible, they're just going to sell more things, like what they did mm-hmm. with the lands on Kamigawa and mm-hmm. what they're doing on this next one. Absolutely. Yeah, they're investing more into like they know what the. They they are seeing what people are saying is investable, and they're going to try to be doing that every single set now. But anyway. Um, yeah, to go back into uh, investing a shitload of time, hours, days, and weeks, at VR least the last general. game for me. Well, right now it's it's kind of being the wanderer, but my damn body fails me with that. So, uh, <laughs> hey, what about taking that, uh, that stuff you take before you get on boats? What's that called? Dramamine? Dramamine. Oh. Maybe I don't know. To me, man, it's it's eye strain. My eyes oh, hurt. Eye yeah, so that's there's no good mm-hmm. cure for that. But a game that really like sucks me in almost every time I sit down to play it is Ark, dude. I get so lost, like trying to make sure that the corners look good and like you know the wall isn't poking out too much. And this would be the perfect place for a cute little direwolf family. And I need like a pink and blue cotton candy looking direwolf to <laughs> kill shit. And so like next thing you know, there goes seven hours. Like <laughs> so. Uh, that's definitely the game for me that I get really sucked into. Though lately, it really has been a lot of VR and I think The Wanderer for sure because that game is just amazing. Does it? Does it? Do these games uh, affect your dreams? Have you noticed, like The Wanderer or any VR game or anything? So far, no. No. Yeah, which I I would expect them to. And do you remember your dreams? All the time, I live through them vividly. Oh, shit. It sucks. Whoa. Yeah, it's not good though. It's normally not. Are you good. awake right now? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. And that's why I have to watch out about VR, dude, because like I have such vivid, realistic dreams to begin with that yeah. I'm already somebody that's kind of like, eh, what the fuck even is reality, yeah, dude? Yeah, yeah. And so if, that's why if I play too much virtual reality, it's like, oh, you bitch, you need to slow down. Like, mm. <laughs> you're going to start, you're going to start losing where you're at. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so All next right. question, Warconiashun, uh, right? Warconiashun? Sure. Or, yeah. Uh, what would you do if Gabe Newell delivered a Steam Deck to you? Then he he uh, linked a video of Steam Decks being delivered to people. Lock them in my closet and uh, hold them for ransom, Steam ransom. I would just cry. I'd be so happy. I'd be overwhelmed with emotion. I'd just cry. Yeah. But I kind of like keeping them captive. Yeah, making them pump out stuff for you, you know? <laughs> but... <laughs> What, what exactly is he pumping out? Ideas and yeah. As Are you milking him? Tell me about Mortal Three. You're, you're milking him for is, content. Is he a golden goose? <laughs> he <laughs> might as well be. He dude. might like, come like great ideas. You know, you never know. That's you what I said. Milk, He's got yeah. great ideas. You create an idea board and lock him in and be like, you know, create the next big thing and then Just you can leave. <laughs> throw some oatmeal down when he's hungry. You know, it'll be fine. Easy peasy. Bobby, Feed walk me crypto. through this. He knocks on your door. You open the door. and mm-hmm. it, like what, My door? Yeah. First thing, first thing Bobby says. Well, I'd have to buzz him up first of all. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where's he going to park? <laughs> yeah, and the parking's not great do down think, there. Do you think Gabe Newell can't get past your shitty fucking security door, dude? He's um, going to make it through. I don't know. Some people struggle with it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. If you dissect an apple with the power of his mind, dude, <laughs> like he has no problem getting through your your shitty uh, thing. I don't know. When I watched that video, I realized that I didn't really recognize him. He has gone through kind of a transformation. I think he's lost a little bit of weight, but he's still a very heavy set guy. Yeah. But he's got a full, very large beard, and it's all white now. Yeah, yeah. It's he's pretty like, much all uh, white. He looks like Santa Chubby Claus. Jesus. He's kind of leaning into Santa Claus if he's giving yeah. everybody a mm-hmm. steam deck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Delivering it, yeah. Maybe that was the look he was going for. Although he wasn't wearing a red suit and cap, so I don't know. Hmm. But, yeah. I could see I could see this. He's like, hey, uh, Robert, I brought you your st- very own steam deck. He's like, I ain't order one. <laughs> Take it back. I don't want it. <laughs> Just some kind of scam or something. What's going on here? <laughs> All right, Nick? Zap. Oh, Nick, yes. Ah uh, man, I would actually like really just want to talk to him, you know, just be like, "Hey man, talk to me, please. I don't <laughs> have any friends. Just come on into my basement here, so we can have a little chat. Chat. Yeah, I see what you're doing, Nick. Uh, can I record this? Because <laughs> nobody's gonna believe me because I say this happens every week anyway. That's what you tell. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next question from Zap. He asks, "Could God microwave a burrito so hot even he couldn't eat it?" <sighs> Uh, it would explode before that happens, I would think. It's like one of those paradoxes that's supposed to make like a, a robot's brain explode or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's how the that was the Big Bang. God was heating up a super good burrito. <laughs> I mean, I feel like yeah. I mean, shit, man. I can microwave a burrito so hot that I can't eat it. Of course, like of course he could. Because like with a burrito, dude, it could get so hot in just one spot. He would eat that, and then it'd be frozen right after the next bite. Flaming hot on the outside, and (laughs) rock-hard cold on the inside. That's how most microwaving of burritos goes, dude. Microwaves only go up to, like, what, 200 degrees or something? Fahrenheit? None of this Celsius. What? Do they use... I don't think they use heat, do they? I mean, they heat things up. They heat things up. Yeah. Oh, but the 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 ambient temperature temperature inside doesn't change, does it? I don't think it does. So it's waves. It's like yeah. It's like it's microwaves. Wave. It's microwaves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What? But, but I mean, it heats stuff up. But I think the hottest it can get anything is like <laughs> two hundred. Yeah, it's like uh, around two hundred right. or something. Which like yeah, that. then the burrito would explode. Say that to my missing fucking uh, taste buds from this morning's reheated coffee. <laughs> molten magma I poured into my mouth. <laughs> like that burrito would be if God was heating it up, dude. <laughs> And also from Orkonishian, asker of questions, many, many <laughs> questions, he said, uh, self-proclaimed, which porn star do you want to play a game on Steam with and which game? On stream. With. Oh, on stream. Yeah, so he linked a, an article here. I forgot I'm on, <laughs> I'm on duty here. I got to pull this up for you guys. So he linked an article where uh, some streamer hired a... Uh, someone from Cam Soda, and I don't really know what Cam Soda is. Is that like a like webcam a cam girl? Cam girl thing. Yeah, okay, cam girl thing. So he hired some girl on um, on Cam Soda to play Elden Ring with him, and they played for forty hours. They probably had a crazy viewership, right? It, was, it probably paid for itself. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Well, he spent twenty thousand dollars on Ooh. her. So I mean, 
Hopefully he did get a lot of viewers for that. God, she got paid she got paid more to play video games than she does to get fucked. Uh, yeah. Well, I well, fucked well, up, well, dude. Like, well, that's what <laughs> I should have been doing growing up being a cam girl. <laughs> I had a girlfriend who uh this is before cams, I guess. Or before I knew cams were a thing. Um she is this AOL chat rooms. She was like a blonde, uh kind of like your typical like blonde bombshell. Yeah, yeah, voluptuous and blonde. Anyway, um, she, they, her friend, she, she was Canadian or somewhere. Yeah, Canadian. Uh, her friend just showed up with all this like fucking fancy stuff one day after high school. She's like, "Where'd you get all this shit? A car and nice purses and stuff." She's like, "I went to Japan. You go to parties. You don't do anything. All you do is like you just let dudes eat sushi off you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just drink drinks and then you go home. Like." Uh, they are super respectful. You're just basically eye candy at these parties. So she went and she made like $30,000 in a summer and got to live in Japan. I mean, remember, there's lots of people selling their bath water and hot tub water and it's making true. tons of money. It's and true. So part of my everyday uniform is putting on a clown outfit because what the fuck am I doing with my life, dude? <laughs> I could just literally scoop up some bath water and sell that shit on the internet. <laughs> my bath water would only be worth for like um lab testing like what the fuck how's this how's this guy still alive is a super new AIDS? perk on what patreon guys AIDS? for ten dollars an hour on patreon or ten dollars a patreon you can get emilio's bathwater. there you go <laughs> just kidding that's not a thing <laughs> it might be gonna make it a thing is there a demand I'll, i have the supply let us know in Discord or in the comments below if you want to start buying emilio's bathwater <laughs> for your own science experiments <laughs> Oh boy! Yikes! yikes. Yep. That's a yikes. <laughs> That's a yikes. Um, Sasha Gray uh, seems like a smart and super hot girl, and she streams anyway. So I feel like that'd be a good choice. Yeah, she would just fit right in automatically. You know what I mean? So yeah, Sasha right. Gray. There you go. Yep. I'm gonna go with uh, Mia Khalifa because she's already mainstream and she would bring hell of views to the DLG community. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yep. Just like true. instantly. There you go. All right. Bobby is gonna pretend <laughs> he can't name a porn star. Uh, I don't know. Renowned sex pest Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he is in prison, man. Is he in prison? What do he do? Dude, oh man, he is not is not. Wait, is he actually in prison? Because I know I, I heard about the stuff, but I what, what happened? I, he like has been raping people since like the seventies. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that's a big generalization. It's a little more nuanced than that, but yeah. Not great. Wow. Nope. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize porn in the seventies was like pretty. Pretty gross. Number one, a lot yeah. of bush. Lot but of bush. number two, um, <laughs> like it was not. Uh, people were not being. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of SAG representation. I guess right, right, it right, was right. like like the whole Linda Lovelace thing. Like the whole story behind her. Like she was a prostitute who was like constantly beat by her pimp, and then was, they made that movie. Like he forced her to make that movie, and then she becomes this big celebrity because uh-huh. of it. But she was like. Uh, and she had like drug issues. Like it was pretty gnarly back. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's not something like, like I feel like right now. It's more definitely more accepted, and it's just something that somebody does for a year to make some money, and then stops, and that's it. 
and there's a business around it. There's somebody mm-hmm. that represents you, and then you do it, and then you, yeah, I, 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 I think like. well, there, there's probably a lot more protection, especially if you're a woman going into that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but it wasn't like that in the '70s. But you know, no. the '70s were crazy. Yeah. As someone who did not live through the '70s, <laughs> speaking about it like I know. Um, but I did see Boogie Nights, so there we go. Anyway, I think that's all the questions we have this week. Unless we miss somebody. Yeah, I don't that's I don't it. know porn stars, so I don't know who I would mm. have a stream with me. Probably a hot redhead though. Mm. So I'm just gonna say a hot redhead. There you go. With nice perky tits. There we go. Ooh. Uh, what's that one? Uh, nah, never mind. <laughs> I was thinking I think I know. <laughs> he one. was trying to name it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, uh, next week, uh, we I guess we all know what game of the week is. Uh, so, what's coming up on Game Pass? Somebody bring up Game Pass. Let's see what's to come or or just released on Game Pass. It's a good way of doing it. We should just call it the Game Pass segment. Seems like more and more, it's just Game Pass games. We're Unless you guys all want to play Survivors of the Void. <laughs> I'm definitely going to play more. I don't of that. know, man. I have tried so many times to get into Risk of Rain. I know. Where does it show the new releases? Uh, I don't know if you're on Game Pass. Typically uh, at the app. Yeah, right. There. Oh. Uh, this one doesn't have the app, huh? Sniper <clears throat> Elite 5. All right, Wait. well, something. Something on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to play. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we just announce it on. Um, on Discord, we don't get as much punch out of it. But all right. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, last week, I knew exactly what I was going to play. The following following week, this week, I don't know. We'll see what comes up. Yeah, more uh, Survivor of the Void for me. Uh, days. How are you Probably not beating the Wanderer? You're theory. super stuck. Is that what it is? With the Wanderer, yeah, I'm kind of stuck at this spot. Yeah, I and then you get like, dizzy. Yeah, and then I get dizzy. The last time I played, I was stupid. I didn't eat. Like I said, I keep messing up with my yeah. body, dude. You take care of your body, you can take care of your mind, and I'm not doing a good job with that. I got to work on that, and then. Uh, I got to figure out, I I went into this like Mayan temple thing and I got these pieces together, but I don't know where the hell this thing goes. It looks like it needs to go into something and I can't find that. I'm looking, mm. you know, I've got the stick. I'm looking for the hole and mm. I can't find the damn hole. It's a Welcome problem we all exper- I was going to say, we like, a lot of us experience this issue, right? So, <laughs> you know, I'll work on that probably, but I'm not too sure either what I'm playing. I'm kind of with you there, Bobby. Like, Was my Robo Quest always on the Game Pass? No, this is, this is like, new. Okay. Yeah, this is new. And so, it's yeah. a game preview? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what game preview means either. It's basically early the access, demo, probably, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we could do that or Hollow Knight. I've Ooh, always, Hollow wanted, Knight. I've always yeah. wanted to play Hollow Knight. Me too. All right, let's Hollow Knight it is. Hollow, Hollow Knight, Knight it is. is. <laughs> yeah. God, and that game came out so long ago, and I've, I've been sleeping on it ever since. It's a Souls-like, right, Nick? Yeah, it's a Souls like two D two D Souls like. I've never played it. I am down to play it. Cool. All right. Nice. All right. Speaking for Nick, Bobby, N- Absent Sniper, uh, Amanda, and myself. Ooh, hollow titty sounds terrible. I don't even want to say it. <laughs> Full voluptuous titties, guys. Night titties. Night titties. <laughs> night night titties. Night night titties. Ooh. Rom What? Did I miss the Roadman 2 thing? Yes. You did really oh, miss the Roadman. Because so. <laughs> now Roadman's in here. I don't know what Roadman is. And you'll never know. 